listeners, and welcome back to the Leadership Connections. I'm Tara Holwegner. I'm your guest host. We've been calling this, along with the Mobius team, the Tara Takeover Sessions. Um, But the Leadership Connection, what are we? What are we doing here? We are a podcast that brings together industrial leaders from all over the world to share their experience and advice about leadership in manufacturing, reliability, and asset management today. So here with me uh, this afternoon is Bob Fye. Bob Fye is president and CEO of Lifecycle Engineering. So Bob actually joined Lifecycle 20 years ago. I have to say happy platinum anniversary to you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Prior to LCE, he worked at uh, organizations, consulting firms like Ernst & Young, Anderson Consulting, that's now Accenture, part of Accenture, uh, and Computer Associates. I've had the good fortune um, to to work with Bob Fye now for quite a long time. So I'm fangirling a little bit today in our interview because Bob Fye is a leader that I uh, have the honor to get to see in action. Um, and now I get to interview him, you know, about, about some burning questions I've always had about, you know, his leadership style and, and, and who Bob is as a leader. So thank you for joining us today, Bob. Uh, thank you, uh, Tara, and thank you, Mobius, for, uh, for the opportunity. I've been looking forward to it, so it's good to be here. Well, great. Well, let's jump right in um, about the moment when you first were recognized or first realized yourself um, as a leader. Could you tell me about about that moment or the project that you were working on at the time where you had that self-realization. Oh, okay, here I am. Yeah, yeah, well, this is a fun uh, trip down memory lane. I was uh, <laughs> just, just a couple years into uh, consulting and I was working for uh, EY, as they're known now. Um, I was, I'd got myself into the uh, world of SAP implementations. Uh, many of the listeners probably know what SAP is, but it's a it's one of the big uh, enterprise resource planning uh, software packages out there that, that global businesses run on. Anyway, I was a newbie consultant. I'd certainly been focusing on building my uh, competency, my knowledge of uh, SAP. And I was in one of many, many, many uh, uh, as is to, to be business process reengineering working sessions in a conference room. And, and it just happened. I had a moment and, uh, you know, as I look back on it, you know, it was a sort of a combination of uh, things coming together. One was I had enough competency to have self-confidence to, uh, to speak up. Um, I had a, I had, I did have a good mentor there, um, that had been encouraging me to speak up. And, uh, before I knew it, I was, uh, up at the whiteboard, uh, or it could have been brown paper back then. And, uh, <laughs> I was leading, uh, the business, uh, process reengineering discussion. And uh, anyway, uh, didn't didn't uh, really have time to be anxious in the moment, but I do remember after the fact being uh, uh, a little anxious in hindsight, like what what the heck just happened? What just but, happened? Uh, yeah. But uh, but it was fun, and uh, it was it was those kind of moments early in my career that got me uh, a healthy addiction to uh, professional services and consulting and just the service industry in general, which is which has been my whole career. Well, I think that I think that leads in really nicely to our um, to our second question. Actually, you know, you talk about the healthy addiction to um, to consulting <laughs> services and and to helping customers. But so let's just talk about motivation, motivating factors, and motivation um, next. How does that tie into um, or 
maybe what would you say is is one of the primary motivating factors behind you as a leader behind your leadership yeah really good question today uh i would say it's uh stewardship you know i uh I am president and CEO of Lifecycle Engineering. It's it's a huge privilege to uh, to be in this role. Uh, role, we have an incredible team uh, here at Lifecycle. Uh, you know how good uh, our team is, Tara. Uh, just incredible people. Uh, obviously, uh, we wouldn't be in business without our awesome customers. Uh, they put amazing amounts of uh, trust and, and faith in in our team. Uh, we just have something really special uh, going on. So when I when I get out of bed every morning, it's to uh, uh, do my absolute best to, to steward this uh, team of people and, uh, and our portfolio of customers into the future just to keep doing good work together. That means a lot. Um, I think, you know, the key things you were uh, mentioning about, you know, stewardship, not only of the of your employees, but also of your customers. Um, and I think lifecycle engineering uh, embodies that they've had uh, best places to work now for over a decade uh, in, in a corporate headquarters. Um, I meant to say that in the opening and, and I forgot. So, you know, uh, kudos to being president and CEO of a company that's uh, been able to have that, uh, have that, um, you know, notice um, for over a decade. It's a big accomplishment, um, but taking care of your team. So I think that's a really good balance that you talk about, you know, having the confidence to speak up, you know, and, and, and be the leader, make those hard decisions, but also, you know, keeping the people first, um, uh, customers and, and, um, and your employees. So uh, when we first talked about the moment that you realized um, you were uh, in a leadership uh, um, type position, that there was a mentor. Uh, that you'd that you'd had, I'm sure maybe more, you know, than one. Um, but can you talk to us a little bit about someone in your in your career that you looked at as like a mentor or a role model? Um, and what are a few things, maybe two or three things that you uh, have learned from them? Yep. Yeah. No, I've I've been lucky to have a lot of a lot of mentors along the way. Um, and as I progress in my career, I, I try to be more conscious of, of how I can be a mentor and uh, sort of pay it forward because a lot of people help me out over the years. Um, but I'm going to play the dad card here. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go into a long history, but I never thought I'd work uh, with my father. And in hindsight, unfortunately, he, he passed away a number of years ago. Uh, the there were six or seven years where I worked very, very closely as an adult, late thirties to mid forties in my life with, with my, with my dad. And, um, you know, people just don't have that opportunity. You know, I, I saw him almost right. every day. Um, but anyway, um, other than being a good dad, what, what he really taught me about leadership was that it's, it's, it's more about uh, using your heart uh, than your head, which uh, honestly, I still struggle with today. I'm an analytical engineer uh, type of person, um, as was my father, but but he he led with empathy and passion uh, for the business, for the people involved in the business, uh, certainly the customers we have. Um, and that uh, is something I strive to do uh, every day. I think that was his biggest uh, leadership gift to me is to uh, to uh, teach me face-to-face uh, -face how to be a better leader, leveraging my heart and not just my head. 
that's going to be a tagline, I think, from today's episode. <laughs> leverage, leverage, listen to your heart as well as the head, right? But um, yeah, and, I know another Tara, thing. Yes. I, I also have to say uh, that doesn't mean being a softie. Uh, anybody who knew my father knew he could be a, a really hard, you know what. Um, but it came, <laughs> it came out of that place of uh, caring so much about, uh, about people and, and about the business. Uh, so leading with your heart does not mean being a soft leader. Uh, right. It means, it, meaning, it means delivering tough love at, at times versus just being a, uh, maybe a, you know what. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I, I, well, well, what I was, what I was going to bring in was something that, um, that I've seen, you know, on the, on the walls of life cycle engineering, which is do the right thing the right way. And that doesn't mean do the easy thing or do the heart filled thing or do the nice thing. It means right do the on. right thing, you know, the right way. And sometimes the right thing is the one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do. Um, yep. And but um, but I think that that's, you know, that's that's a great story. Pull the dad card anytime. <laughs> um, I, I think that's completely appropriate. So I want to ask a fun question now. Because I'm really curious about who you're going to say. And of course, know that this question is in the context of today's conversation. Tomorrow, it could be somebody different. But <laughs> how you're feeling today, um, if you could have coffee or tea, a, a beverage of your choice, uh, yeah. with anyone in the world, alive or dead, fictional or real, who would it be and why? Yeah, I love this question. I, I decided to mix it up a little bit. Uh, oh, nice. Today, it's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, no kidding the yeah, actor yeah. the actor and and businessman um oh but, okay uh, i didn't know that the, side but the reason i uh i say ryan reynolds is uh i i i've learned about myself that i'm i'm not good at injecting uh uh, uh especially as a leader injecting comic relief into especially uh tense and stressful moments but uh, I, I become more and more appreciative of having people around me who are good at that. Uh, and I am analytical and I've, I've read and I believe that there is no better diffuser of stress and getting the, the positive endorphins going uh, physiologically in our brains when we're stressed than, than to laugh. Uh, it's just immediate stress relief uh, at a very uh, subconscious level. So anyway, Ryan Reynolds is a very funny actor in my opinion. <laughs> and it would be it would be fun to uh, sit down with him and uh, and, uh, and and learn uh, from from one of uh, from somebody who's very proficient at uh, making people laugh because I think it is an important leadership skill. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe um, you know pulling out the positivity or thinking about how um, you know you can. Uh, take the stress out of the room with uh, tying it to something that may be a little comical, even in those worst of times is a good leadership skill to pull people out of where they are and help get them focused on where you need them to be. Yeah, uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds, let's, That's uh, great. let's meet for a beverage. I, I was not expecting to I'm, hear that. You know, we I'm, could reach as agent and see. Yeah, I mean. well, I'm sure he listens to this podcast. So it'll get to <laughs> We're going to have to, all right, Movius, we're going to get on that. We're going to check the <laughs> analytics. Um, so earlier you earlier in the podcast, we were talking about earlier in your career. Um, so let's pull on that thread a little bit and talk about Bob Fi. When Bob Fi was like 20 years old, you know, earlier in the career. So if you could go back in time and give a piece of advice to yourself, 
what would it be? Yeah, the uh, the advice I'd give myself is is lean into relationship building. Uh, again, I, I've said it, and it's sort of a, a theme of my my personal leadership journey is that I uh, I am in, in my core this this analytical type, um, uh, which is an asset uh, for for leadership, but uh, needs to be balanced with uh, uh, relationship skills. And it took me a long time to really uh, clue into that. Um, you know, there's that there's that saying it's it's not what you know but who you know and that saying's a little uh can be a little slimy um yeah uh, if you know what i mean but right. uh, but, but i yeah. i hang on to it in a in a good way you, you certainly need to know enough uh, you know based in based on whatever subject matter domain you're in uh to to be uh, uh maybe uh respected uh as a leader uh, mm -hmm. have the potential to be a, a leader but then it really is about uh uh, the relationships you build with people. And uh, for me, it's it's not only being known, um, uh, knowing other people, but it's myself opening up, uh, letting myself be known by other mm -hmm. people, which is, a, which is also something that took me a while to learn. Um, but those relationships, you know, they, they are the, the, uh, the grease that, that uh, helps speed up uh, anything and everything that you're trying to accomplish in your life, personally or professionally. Uh, and, and the older I get, I, the more I realize it's also those relationships that are the source of the, the joy that we need, the fun that we need to, uh, to uh, keep us moving uh, forward every day. Uh, if you're not having fun uh, at work as a leader, then, um, then you're not going to last. You're not going to be able to sustain. Um, and again, that fun comes from uh, the relationships. So that's what I tell myself is uh, don't, uh, don't work so hard on learning. Uh, also work hard on uh, building relationships and and having fun more fun along the way i think that i think that's a good that's a good piece of advice for anybody for all of our listeners um so just want to recap a couple of things that we've been uh hearing about uh bob's leadership style empathy stewardship fun relationship building head in the humor. heart humor <laughs> humor yep uh, even in the dark times. Um, no, I think that's, I think that's great. Those are all great keywords to, to inspire leadership with people, through people. Um, let's talk about your accomplishments. Um, they are many, vast, many. Um, if, if you were to talk a little bit or tell us about what you consider your most significant professional accomplishment um, to, to date? Yep. Uh, also fun trip down memory lane. Um, <laughs> yeah, taking the long view. I mean, obviously uh, I've had a lot of fun in my career. I had an opportunity to work at some incredible companies and really interesting projects with uh, some awesome clients. Uh, but but I've worked at Lifecycle a long time now, like you said in the beginning. And um, you know, my my proudest uh, leadership accomplishment is is taking the baton uh, from my dad. Mm. You know, we I, I uh, you know, like I said, I'm an analytical guy. I'm a learner. When we were when we were talking about that uh, leadership transition, I did I did do a lot of research, uh, read books, and all that. And that's just my nature. And it's a scary time for any business. Uh, 
when they go through a leadership transition or a transition, especially from a founder. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, my dad really, my dad and I really teamed on it. We planned it out, uh, had a lot of support from uh, a lot of folks here at Lifecycle and a lot of folks outside Lifecycle. Uh, but I mentioned stewardship earlier. You know, that was about 14 years ago, time flies. And, and uh, a chunk of that 14 years, uh, my dad was still alive. A chunk of it, uh, sadly, he, he is, uh, he's not been here. But we, you know, we, we made it. Um, you know, LCE is, uh, is thriving. And, uh, you know, I can't think of anything else I'm more proud of just to uh, uh, have, have led through that uh, transition. Not just solely. Uh, my dad was a big supporter. All the people around me, uh, uh, leadership and, and employees here at Lifecycle have been uh, key partners of mine in, uh, in making that uh, success happen and uh, the stewardship uh, continue. But I am very proud of that. And uh, like I said earlier, that's uh, what gets me out, out of bed every morning is uh, continuing that leadership and stewardship. Well, rightly so. Rightly so. <laughs> So now let's talk about some of those, you know, hard times or uh, getting back to that core, do the right thing the right way. It may not always be the easiest things. Um, but as a leader, what do you think or what do you consider has been one of the most difficult obstacles that, that you've had to, to overcome? Oh, Tara, it's, uh, I still struggle with it. It's, uh, yeah. it's conflict. Um, okay. You know, and, and I could give you a million, uh, examples, but, uh, uh, but, but they always involved, uh, somebody else. So I don't want to get too much into the, to the weeds because it's that interpersonal conflict that, mm -hmm. uh, has been, and, and honestly continues to be my biggest, uh, obstacle. Um, you know, you, you have to, you have to face it. The headspace I get into now is that, uh, I, I, uh, I realize that when I'm, avoiding conflict, I'm being selfish. And, uh, and that's not the kind of person that uh, I think I am, and certainly not the kind of person that I want to be. Um, so that becomes my motivation to, to lean into the, you know, constructive conflict, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, face the br brutal reality myself, uh, you know, maybe with another person. Um, and uh, although I, I still dread it to this day, uh, once I get to the other side, uh, it's never as bad as it seems, and it's always a much better outcome than uh, than I had, had uh, would imagine. And uh, and I always walk away uh, with the feeling that you know why did I procrastinate so long? So right, <laughs> I share that in case some uh, some listener out there uh, also is a has a conflict avoidance streak um, has the same struggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't uh, don't give in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, I mean, that's huge, right? Because as a leader um, and as a, as a, as a, a steward, you know, of your people, one of the main things to, to help navigate through is, uh, you know, leading change in an organization and, and what's a big part of that change, uh, you know, conflict, uh, we don't necessarily say it as conflict, but, you know, we might phrase that as like resistance, you know, that's a type of conflict exactly. or, um, you know, competing, um, you know, priorities or whatever. That's another type of conflict. So as leaders, I, I, I think um, it's, it's something to constantly have to, to face. So stay strong, 
<laughs> face <laughs> the conflict head on. <laughs> It'll be better when you get to the other side. And that relationship building probably plays a big part in that, in that too. Um, and being able to understand, um, you know, the, <clears throat> the reasons and the, and the people and, and getting to a brighter future. Amen. So thank you for that. And for, and for addressing that, I'm sure we have listeners who also struggle with that, um, as well. I think everybody does. I do too. Um, are there any skills or experiences outside of being the engineering mind, by the way, Bob is also a professional engineer uh, and has a graduate degree, uh, an MBA, right? Is it MBA? Which uh, one? No, it's a master's in industrial and systems engineering, which is I sort of way management off. science, but yes. uh, yeah, very useful. Yes, very useful, um, uh, especially in our industry. So outside of, of that, I mean, are there any skills or experiences that have been instrumental in, in your personal success? Yeah, the one one I always remember and still quote to this day, so it speaks to its value, at least in my mind, was when I went through the, uh, the consulting 101 training, uh, my first real job was at uh, EY, mm-hmm. and they had a nice uh, six-week program they put new uh, – consultants through because uh, we really knew nothing about uh, the consulting uh, business. Uh, but anyway, there was a good chunk of time devoted to active listening. Ah. So I, I, won't, uh, I won't even try to explain it. it it's, uh, I've learned over the years, it's very, very well known um, uh, discipline, and it is something you can learn. It is a, a skill or a discipline. Um, so Google it, uh, you know, uh, take any sort of online class you can find about active listening. It's just a very, very uh, uh, important skill to have in life, but certainly in leadership. It's a conflict resolution tactic as well, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. A, it's just an interpersonal uh, magic wand. Um, yes. Yeah, when you become proficient at practicing uh, active listening, it, uh, it really helps in, uh, in a lot of situations, but definitely uh, in, in any type of conflict or disagreement. So hashtag active listening, we're, we're adding that to our keywords um, for, for this session. Um, well, I guess active listening, you know, would then, this is a good segue because I think it would probably um, be two or three things, you know, uh, that the ability to do that will make a great leader. Um, let's talk about in your own words, your thoughts about what are some characteristics or what are some things that, that that make a great, that make a great leader, that describe a great leader. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like the school of, uh, thought around servant leadership. So I would say, uh, humility, um, you know, big dose of personal passion, you know, so that, that heart element, uh, around whatever the, the, uh, businesses that you're leading as well as uh, the people, that you're leading that both sides need to be a personal passion and then a bias towards action. I, I don't know where yeah. I heard that term over the years, but, um, you know, just, just, uh, uh, a bias towards trying new things, learning new things, uh, not being afraid to, to, to make mistakes. That's what I mean by bias towards action. Mm-hmm. Fail fast. Yep. Fail fast. Uh, <laughs> learn, learn as you go. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, great is the enemy of good and all that kind of thing. No, no, that's 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 very motivating. Um, that's very motivating and inspirational. So thank you for sharing that. 
I want to um, I want to dig a little bit into um, some thoughts you have overall about um, we talked a little bit about one of the leaders biggest responsibilities or one of the things that they have to have to do the most is to like change culture or sustain culture or um, reinforce culture, you know? Um, so what are your thoughts um, on, on how you can change a culture? Um, and I, I kind of want to take it outside of, outside of, of life cycle engineering, you know, uh, for, for a little bit, maybe let's focus on our customers, you know, or, or on the customers right now. Um, what are your thoughts about how you change a culture at a, a plant or, or a company and, and what is the leader's role, you know, in that? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to separate it from myself because I, I certainly, uh, empathize with, uh, any and all customers that we, we deal with because we're any, any leader, organizational leader really at any level um has a has a challenge and opportunity of uh change leadership um for their for their team or their organization anyway i think um you know the number one uh, thing i would say to uh fellow leaders out there like in our customers is that uh understand that it is core to your job um uh, a friend of mine here at life cycle came back from a, a leadership uh webinar or something recently. And he said, Hey, there was a really good nugget. It was, you know, any leader should make sure they're doing the work that only they can do. Um, so I won't psychoanalyze that too much, but, uh, if you just think about it a minute, I think it, it, the point comes across, but in the, in the context of organizational change leadership, mm -hmm. um, I would, uh, just really emphasize that that is something that only, the leader could do is, mm. is, is lead the change, uh, reinforce, uh, you know, change that's already happened. So it's, it's sustained. Um, and to do that, you just have to be active and visible. You, um, uh, you know, don't take for granted, um, the power of, uh, showing up, asking questions, maybe doing things out of your normal routine, uh, that will catch people's attention. Um, and uh, you know where you spend your where where a leader spends their time, especially with their the people that they're leading, um, uh, you know not only does it not go unnoticed, it, it it is I think the most powerful tool we have to to uh, instigating new change or or re reinforcing uh, uh, existing change that's already occurred. So um, just embracing the fact that it's a it's a core responsibility. Uh, as a leader that nobody else can do. So we just have to show up and do it. So embrace it, understand that, build some resilience for it. Uh, <laughs> but, but when you know, you know, when you know um, what your responsibility is, that makes it easier, you know, that makes it easier, you know, to accept. Okay. This is, this is um, my expression, part of my expression as a leader. So buckle up people. Here we go. <laughs> buckle up. Um, I'm, you are an avid reader, uh, as has already been talked about. You've talked, mentioned books a few times in the podcast already. Um, 
are there uh, any uh, books or uh, podcast, other podcasts, or um, of course, everyone should only listen to the Leadership Connections first, and then other podcasts after, but you know, it's a long week. Um, there are other podcasts to get in, to get in your playlist, or, or courses that you could recommend to our listeners, and why you, uh, why you're recommending them. Yeah, another good question. Um, I'd start off by saying any any uh, course or book on storytelling. Um, ah, storytelling would be, would be uh, very good for a leader. Um, you know, again, uh, it's uh, it's it's more learning in my own rearview mirror. Um, you know, as I as I notice what makes leaders that I think are are effective, um, what what makes them uh, impactful. Uh, oftentimes, it's their ability to tell a story or just place uh, their leadership decision making in a in a uh, narrative that really makes sense. So, again, anything on storytelling, I think it's uh, it's also a skill that can be learned. It needs to be practiced to be uh, uh, become more proficient. Um, it's something that I've tried to do uh, more over the years, and, and I think it really pays back. Um, uh, for, for anything you're trying to accomplish as a leader is uh, becoming better at storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some oldie but uh, goodie type books that uh, are actually on our, our reading list for managers here at Lifecycle Engineering. Uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, sure, it's, yes. It's an old, old book now. but A uh, perennial, perennial yeah. uh, uh, favorite, a classic, if you A will. classic, exactly. But uh, there's some really good stuff in there, not only about the uh, smart business, but also about, uh, I think he calls it level five leadership, which is a, a lot of what we've touched on in this podcast. And then uh, another one is uh, First Break All the Rules. Um, I looked up the authors, Kaufman and Buckingham. Um, it, uh, it's, a, it's another great book about uh, um, uh, managing people, creating employee engagement, uh, which is a leadership responsibility. And that, as the title sort of says, you you have to do some things that are a little bit counterintuitive um, for maybe uh, what we're taught uh, mm-hmm. growing up um, uh, when it comes to leading people and, uh, and creating employee engagement. But anyway, another, another really good book. Well, thank you for that. Um, and uh, I hope the listeners, uh, if you don't already have those books on your on your list, um, go ahead and 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 add them. Uh, go ahead and add them to your reading list. One question that um, that I'm just that I'm curious about that I, I haven't asked on on my other podcast, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask it now. So this is total. This is this is a brand new question, uh, but I think I want to add it to all of them from now on, from here on out. Um, is there a, a leader? Um, it could be past or current. Um, that that you really uh, respect or you think does a darn good job of being a leader. And um, what do you think was is special about about that about that person? Um, and I could tell you mine first and give you a little time to think. So I'm going to, because I just, it's actually one of my favorites and it's almost coming up on 10 years old, but I'm going to say Alexander Hamilton because I felt like he was such a self-made leader who made mistakes, but uh, was convicted of his principles 
um, had all of those things, at least according to Lin-Manuel Miranda's version of Alexander Hamilton, you know, had empathy, stewardship, humor, loyalty, uh, relationship building, do the right thing. Maybe not always the right way, but he tried. Uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't, um, he was a leader at a different level, right? He never became commander in chief. He was not, um, you know, he was, he wasn't uh, the president. Um, so, uh, but I think that he led in his own way. And so today that would be my answer. Um, so who would yours be nice. today? Um, you know, I, uh, I've searched my brain. The one that's popping to mind is a guy named, uh, Alan Mullaly, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. You're going to um, have to explain who that is. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's in the, in the business world. He's, um, uh, of the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years, he's relatively, uh, Famous. He he uh, he was a CEO at uh, at Boeing uh, oh. for a while, and then uh, when Ford was really in trouble, um, no, I do uh, know. Yeah, one of the Ford family members uh, called him up and uh, and got him to come over to Ford and sort of lead a turnaround there. Anyway, there's some good. Uh, I I was lucky enough to see him at, speak at a conference, so that's why it's sort of stuck in my brain. Um, I do think he's just a strong servant leader. He's got some really good YouTube videos out there uh, about uh, how how he had a very simple and effective uh, uh, form of uh, visual management and, and accountability for his uh, mm. for his leadership teams. Obviously, he's he's uh, leading vast, complex uh, technical organizations, uh, but he had a very simple and effective approach that I think could be used by any any leader at any level. So. Anyway, Alan Mullaly, uh, plus he just seems like a, a good person, um, a human being. So, uh, so anyway, check him out. That counts too. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so gosh, we've talked about a lot uh, of today. I, I've, I've learned a lot and really enjoyed the conversation. I want to go over some of our keywords, some of our hashtags for today. I just added another one. Keep it simple as much as you can. Right. That's really Amen. hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. Um, storytelling, um, servant leadership, stewardship, empathy, fun, humor, relationship building, do the right thing the right way. Face the conflict head on. Uh, have confidence. Have confidence in yourself and in your abilities. Um, and that two of, uh, oh, and active listening. Um, and that two of the most important things a leader is going to be responsible for and also are the tricky ones and the harder ones are, are change and employee engagement and being in touch, which go, they go hand in hand. So, um, again, thank you so much, Bob, for joining for joining us today. And is there are there any last thoughts that you have for our listeners who are on with us? Well, I would just say I'm uh, uh, I'm always amazed about the leadership capacity of uh, everybody around me. Um, you know that that uh, you know if you're in a relationship outside of work, if you volunteer with an organization outside of work. Um, there, there are leaders. I see it at Lifecycle Engineering. There are leaders uh, at every level uh, of, of our business, and uh, and and you know, we, we get focused on business, but it's also, uh, I think, more important just for our communities um, that more people step up in the leadership because uh, everybody's got the leadership potential, um, uh, and most people, uh, 
most people are putting it into action at, at work in their work life or, or or in other places in their community. But if you're not, uh, I definitely encourage you to because you got a lot to you got a lot to offer. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Everybody has opportunities to, to be a leader, especially if they have that heart, right? That passion, um, whether it be in the, in the business and industry or in your, in your community. Um, so that's a lovely parting thought. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Now, you can reach out uh, to Bob Fi uh, on LinkedIn if you're interested in, 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 in keeping in touch. You'd also find him um, at lce.com. Uh, I know uh, he's going to be speaking at some uh, conferences this year, too. So if you're interested in, in um, seeing Bob or keeping up with his uh, calendars, uh, I encourage you to uh, follow him on LinkedIn. And, um, and I hope that all you listeners will join me next time for the Leadership Connections podcast. Until then, bye-bye.